Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back to More To It, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news, and then we journey into those deeper conversations, always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. Dad, dude, I should be bouncing right now because last night, the family and I, we were watching Super Mario Brothers. Remember that game? Damn, I used to love that game. That's top 10 all time for me. Uh, Miss Pac-Man, Dig Dug, etc. I know. I'm talking about all the stuff I used to love to do when I was a little kid. And it was amazing. Just like our show is going to be amazing today. But we always start off with what's up with that dude. Well, went to the movies. Something that is rare around these parts. <laughs> I mean, movie theaters. I, I mean, I look. Y'all looking like eight-track tapes to me right now. I just don't see it. But it was a great event. Um, George and Dina, our realtors at the agency, amazing realtors, took care of us through the entire process of buying our home. Uh, Had a VIP screening of Super Mario Brothers for their clients and their families. So nothing but itty-bitties everywhere and locked in for the entire movie. That was amazing. Um, One of my boys, Sebastian Maniscalco, was in the movie uh, as a character. But it's funny when you say your boy's in the movie and then you watch the movie, it's all animated. You're like, I hear you. I hear you. Like, because it's not him. It's just his voice. But it was a great movie for the itty bitties, especially. They kept it moving. It felt fast. Great time. Go check that out. Even if it's at the movie theaters. Because I know if you're walking in there now, it's like, ooh, it's like a cemetery in there. It's crazy. I don't know what's going to get me back into the groove of loving the theater. Well, I know one thing that won't. Them damn nasty-ass hot dogs we had. Like, dog, uh, you lucky this is a free screening. But we got a hot dog, and the bun wasn't toasted. But it was crispy. The bun just been out since the last movie came out. I don't know what, since the original Mario Brothers in the 80s. Like, I was like, this is the nastiest hot dog in the world. No wonder nobody want to go to movies. So that was pretty funny. Um, after that, came home, had to eat for real because the hot dog was so damn bad. So I smoked a bag of Trader Joe's and um, went in the back and just watched me some TV. Just chilling. Grown man style, man. I don't know why I love doing that. 
I'd rather do that than go to the lounge, to the club, to dinner with my boys every day. Now I'm starting to invite them over. Like, yo, when I put the kids to bed, come on over. I know you got your pre-roll. Come on, smoke one every day. Just come hang with your boy. I don't give a damn what you do. Just chill out. Other than that, my wife is losing her mind. She's filming and she's packing, and it's a lot. She's leaving the country for a week, so I'm on double daddy duty all next week. So if these episodes are crazy next week, you know why, because your boy is going to be getting pulled in every single direction. It will be training camp, training camp for the itty-bitties, but I ain't mad at it. I love it. Other than that, I got a phone call from a head of a network that wants me to work with them. And that's interesting. We'll see. Um, So far, so great. We'll talk through that. But you know me. I love what I'm doing right now. So let's get into it and talk about Lamar Jackson. Got paid, young homie. Got paid. And we knew it was going to come, right? Or did y'all get caught up in all the headlines and all the back and forth, you know, the tether ball, I like to call it. When they're hitting that ball, you're like, oh, where is it going? Oh, it's right back here again. Oh, where is it going? Like, that's what this news cycle was about Lamar Jackson. Oh, his mama is representing him. He better get an agent. He ain't going to work out for him. Look, I was guilty as everybody else of suspicion or doubt at times because that's the process. We always talk about that. But Lamar Jackson stayed the course. And did he get paid? Yes, he's the highest paid NFL player by salary per year. $52 million, $185 million guaranteed. And I'm going to say something about this because it's funny that Lamar got paid after Jalen Hurts got paid. And why was that important? Well, one, it was important because Jalen Hurts got paid and it crystallized the marketplace for not only the Ravens, but also Lamar Jackson. Because once you saw Jalen Hurts get paid, you're like, oh, whoo, he ain't go over to Sean Watson. Matter of fact, he didn't come close, that close to the 230 million. What did he get? 179? So they were like, all right, that's the world. And I think that was a reality check for Lamar Jackson and his camp. Like, you know what? Holding out for this Deshaun Watson deal, which was now deemed an outlier, it's an anomaly, right? It's just by itself. It's its own world. We can't keep that in our mind in terms of a comp. We got to let that shit go, basically. So now let's go and make sure we get more than Jalen Hurts. Ah, bang. And now you got it. You know what's funny about all this? Let's racialize this in a few ways. Remember the days where everybody, and it wasn't too far gone. I mean, it still is present day. I mean, last time I was working and we were talking about quarterbacks, it was always the black quarterback. Do you know that Deshaun Watson makes the most? And then who was just at number two? Jalen Hurts. And now it's Lamar Jackson, who's now number one per year. But then there's Patrick Mahomes with that long bad deal he got. But it's still half a billion dollars. So it ain't that bad a deal, right? But he could have got more. We know that. So look at look, 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 what y'all talking about. Like, that's what I've been saying forever. But people call me a hater. I am not a hater. I just tell the truth too early. Uh, the, the days of the black quarterback being held back, woo, they are way back. <laughs> like they, suckers is making money. And then the two highest paid agents, they got their clients the most money, right? The three actually. Two of them are black women and the other one's a black man. All right, all I want y'all to know is just, hey man, this is kind of cool to see these people going. I was never the person that grew up that needed somebody else to show me the way. 
You know, I didn't need to see a black person from Compton to go to Columbia to say, you know what, I'm going to do that too. I always believed in the inner power that I possess, that you possess, and the pioneering that I can do my damn self. If nobody's doing it, good. Somebody got to do it. I'm right here. So it's good to see this in its fullness. Now, what's going to happen? Woo! Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know he got Odell Beckham Jr. Just drafted Zay Flowers, who looks nice from BC. DeAndre Hopkins is talking about getting there. Seems like that deal's on the goal line. And they always got the reliable Mark Andrews. Ravens going to have a squad. Ah! They're going to have a squad. Ah! I love me some Ravens outside of the teams I play for. Last point about this is this. Growing up, I remember everybody wanted to play baseball or basketball, but really baseball. Why they made the most money. And then right behind them was basketball, but it was coming and then basketball felt like it surpassed them. Look at football right now. I know it's not fully guaranteed, but 52 million a year out there making that Steph Curry money, right? So good job football for closing the gap, if not surpassing the other major sports that when I was a kid, Everybody swore by that's how you got the bag. Now you can wear the pads and get the bag. It's your boy Marcel Wiley thanking you for your viewership on Brinks TV and your membership in Wiley's World on YouTube. Got love for you guys, but not so much love for what Brittany Griner was saying the other day when she had her press conference. Now, I am a fan of Brittany Griner in the sense that she can dunk, <laughs> like for real dunk, not that whole everybody quiet. Everybody stay still. Everybody in the gym, chill. Okay, watch. Three, two, one. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of a man or a woman that does that, right? Because I'm like, you ain't going to do that in no damn game. We can't stop the air from flowing before you can dunk. I like people that can dunk in motion, dunk in game, dunk for real. And Brittany Griner can dunk for real. Now, she is taller than the damn rim, but still, point being, she can dunk for real. All right. Now, these weren't slam dunk comments. Uh, they asked her a billion questions, and she sat there and answered them all and was honest and authentic for herself. However, let's talk about this. Because the first thing that stood out to me was she explained that she will not be playing overseas anymore unless it's for Team USA for the Olympics. And part of me was like, yeah, I get that. She got arrested in Russia for having like a remnant, like having just a strand, just having a little bit of smoky on you, just a baby smoky on you, and got locked up for 10 months? Shit. I ain't going to Russia anymore either. But I think she meant more than just Russia. She meant overseas, and she also talked about it in experience that really didn't sound like she was being as accountable as she should be. Why? To blame going overseas is displacing the aggression, displacing the problem. The problem wasn't being overseas. The problem was what you had on you while you were overseas. And I know it was petty. And I know I sound like petty wop right now, but I have traveled overseas before as an athlete. And everybody knows, dog, when you leave home, America, when you leave the hood, United States, you better act different. You better act right. Them suckers don't play. Like, I've had boys before, and this is domestically. Like, they like, yo, I'm going to bring my stuff. I'm like, what you doing? They packing their shoes with this, like, sealant and then jamming weed in there to go on a trip from L.A. to Vegas. And I was like, dog, I am not going with you doing that. We can land and you can get your thing, right? And they were like, dog, no, no, I'm bringing mine. I, I got mine already. I was like, 
why would you risk it? You a dummy. Like we having this conversation for real. And I was like, all right, whatever. They never got busted too. I know two of them for fact never got busted. But the point is why risk it? Y'all so damn foolish. And I don't know the particulars of Brittany Griner. I know the amount was small, but the point is why risk it? Okay, medical this and that. Look, I, if it's medical, I'm getting every clearance in the world above board. But I had a video out there before, check it out, where I was talking about the WNBA and all their issues, right? And I was saying how it's sad that they have to actually to enhance their salary to make it a professional athlete salary. I'm not talking about working at the post office like my parents. I'm talking about like a professional athlete where you're dedicated your whole year to a sport. They have to go and supplement their income overseas. She's saying no to that as well. And I was like, wow, okay, Brittany. But don't blame the airplane. Don't blame landing. Don't blame the territory that you landed in. It was the rules that you violated. So I just wanted to make sure we got that straight. Another thing she talked about was she thinks it's a crime to ban trans women from competing against biological women. And she says everyone deserves a right to play. All right. She weighed in on that and she says she's definitely going to be speaking up against the legislation and the law that is expected to be passed. What is that law? Well, they're expected to pass the Title IX as an insurance to protect women's sports. All right. She talked about that. And I was like, that's interesting. She says everyone deserves the right to play calling any other viewpoints, which she's going to hear my viewpoint, uh, a threat to trans people as they prevent them from truly being who they are. Come on. All right. We got to stop with this. Like, like we got to really stop because I think by not addressing this properly and not having clear, concise communication, we're making a bigger problem than it is. No one is attacking trans people that I've seen in this argument. People are saying this, that trans women should not compete against biological women. And to me, that's a duh statement, but let me just clarify it even further. When I was young and I was talented, y'all know that, right? I've told you before. Top five ever in Pop Warner football. And I'll be damned if you don't think I was. I got film to prove it. I was silly. Fast. National champion in track, right? Sick. And I grew up, and at a certain age, girls were as fast or faster than boys. Eight, nine, ten. You can look at the record books and track and field comparable. I knew a girl on my track team when I was winning the nationals that was actually faster than me. A girl. But this is pre-puberty. This is before puberty. After that, not a shot. Not a shot. Here's the point. When I was young, they told me I could not compete against the girls. And guess what I didn't say? That they were male bashing. That they were hating on men. You know why? Because it's not hate to say, hey, this is your category. You play here. Now, I've told you before. I'll tell you again. Being a man is not a male category. It's an open category because women can't compete against the men in the men's category if you're talented enough. But the men cannot compete against the women, no matter how talented or how sorry you are. That was a protected space. Title nine, I assume, right? So the point is, we've always said we're going to protect the women's space in sports, biological women. And if you are not a biological woman, you are not competing against them. That includes not just trans women, as this bill is trying to suggest, but men, male, 
biological men. And I understood that and I never felt that that was hate towards me or men. Let's not make this a greater issue than it is, y'all. Common sense shall prevail. Smiling from ear to ear for this next story. Yes, not because I'm a legend, because that's what they call you now when you're alum of a team, right? I am a Chargers legend. I am a Jaguars legend, even though when I played for them, they wouldn't call me legendary. But at the same time, that's a good thing to call us. Well, that's a great thing to call what I'm seeing out there from these ladies. The Lingerie Football League, which changed their name. They transitioned to the Legends Football League. And all I want y'all to know is that we got to go through this story the same way we would go through this story with any other athlete, any other sport, and if it were a man. Just get yourself in that place because this is going to be interesting. Hey, ladies, I love this story. My boy sent me this on the group text Say, yo, where can we sign up to be assistant coaches? Now, when you see the video, you're going to understand why for two reasons. One, you got eyeballs, but two, because of what you're going to hear. Check this out. This ball now at the 20 from the shotgun. This is Jane Caldwell with the option back to Harris. That was nearly a fumble. Atlanta's defense all over the Ferrari. Hey, I'm going to show you how excited when you eat my pussy. Wow. The Ferrari throwing shade at Atlanta. That is definitely an NSFW moment in the LFL. Whoa. <laughs> Hey, let's not lie to each other. I love us always talking about equal rights and equal opportunity, equal this. And sometimes when you hear somebody else do it, you're like, that don't feel the same. <laughs> that did not hit me the same way it does when I hear a dude. Now, maybe I'm desensitized to a dude saying it, and I have higher expectations for a lady out there. So I'm thinking that she going to come from a higher esteem. But she kept it one thou wow like the dudes do when they play, right? So then I was like, Hell yeah, girl. And then why not do it as a story? Because I know I would if this was a dude. You imagine if Harris wasn't the young lady in the bikini running who got ran into the wall. But instead, that was like what? Adrian Peterson. <laughs> and he said that. Well, first of all, he too, he too Christian with that. And them heavy hands. It'd be a problem. But the point being, I thought that was hilarious. And... The whole lingerie football league thing doesn't get enough attention. I think it's because it looks salacious to most people. Like, oh, they thirsty. They trying too damn hard. Oh, look at them. All they want us to do is just look at them and salivate. And then, oh, by the way, they are trying to play football as well. But I have some experience with this. And let me just say I'm proudly embarrassed by my experiences. One of my ex-girlfriends played in the LFL. Yes. So <laughs> I had to go to one practice and one game to check the box of boyfriend support. And both of those, the game and the practice, I was proudly embarrassed. And it felt weird. It felt weird because I was watching women play football. Why is that weird? Because I played football and I was like, damn, I used to play football with my sister and my sister didn't like how I played football. <laughs> and I know it was a man versus a woman, but the point was she didn't like football. Matter of fact, I knew no girls that liked to play football other than a little two hand touch or three flies up, but real football, football, tackled to the ground, knocked out. I ain't know any girls raising their hands, right? So how do, where all these women come from? 
Now, over the years, I've known professional football players, including my ex, and she seduced me into going to that practice, into that game. Now, since I'm an equal opportunity discusser, we're going to talk about it the real way. Okay. When I was there, I was, other than being embarrassed, but then kind of pumped, like she an athlete. She was yoked up like 5'10", 160, 170, could move, thick. Oh, yeah, she was a baller. And I was sitting there like, what is wrong with what I'm watching? Because something just didn't sit right. Not just because it was new for me. It was just the fact that I was like, something ain't adding up. Like, I'm watching football, right? Who doesn't love watching football? It's the king of all sports. And I'm watching women in bikinis. And I'm like, who doesn't like watching the women in bikinis? Every time I go to the beach with my family, I got my glasses on <laughs> so I can side eye and be like, baby, baby. Oh yeah, it's warm out here today. Whoa, look at these clouds and look at that sand. I mean, come on. I've seen sand before and I've seen clouds before. Y'all know what I'm looking at, right? Pretty girls. Right? Ain't nothing wrong with that. But it's funny because I'm watching this and I'm like, I'm watching pretty women in bikinis and I'm watching football, but it ain't adding up. Kind of like, like putting ketchup on your cereal, right? We all love cereal and we all love ketchup, but together, ah, bikini football, why aren't the stands packed? Why aren't they playing at the Superdome and at, at SoFi Stadium? There's something keeping us away from this. I wonder in those comments what y'all think this is. So I remember being at the practice and I sat like damn near in the car. And I remember getting out once and kind of sitting by the tree. The tree was way away from the practice thing. I was like, man, one, I don't want to be out here just looking like I'm the thirst dude. I'm looking like I'm, I'm the pervert. I'm just watching a girl's practice. <laughs> Ooh, look at them. They're going. And then too, I was like, that's my girl, but she ain't never come to none of my practices. <laughs> What the hell am I doing here? Like, this just don't feel right. Then I went to the game. And looking at the game and the people there, you know, you got to judge everybody there. You're like, is it pervert crowd? Is it just like real support from family and friends only? Or are there real fans there? I saw very few fans that time when I was there. It was sporadic. It was all over the place. I think they were playing at the LA Coliseum, which made it look real bad. You know, like, ah, a little too big. Like, SC can't sell that out before they got messed around and won some games this year. So what the hell you think going to happen with the Lingerie Football League? So I was in there just checking it out, and it was interesting. I wonder why this sport hasn't popped. Because you saw that play, and you see a few of those plays. I watched a few of those plays. They get after it. I mean, look, it's woman on woman. They getting after it. I see bombs caught. I mean, it looks better than the Pro Bowl. <laughs> and it looks better than the Pro Bowl. They look better than the Pro Bowl. So I don't get this. In the comments, let's discuss this. You know me. I just throw things out there for food for thought. And then we start to attack. We start to eat. Thanks for your viewership on Brinks TV. Thanks for your membership, Wiley's World on YouTube. Let's get it started in here. Here's a headline for you. ESPN's national baseball reporter, blank, I ain't gonna say the name yet, has been fired after calling another reported, or another reporter, blank. What? Hold on, hold on. Who did what? Somebody called somebody something else, and they are gone. Yes, Marley Rivera, y'all know her. She's been a dugout reporter on the Home Run Derby, reporter on Sunday Night Baseball telecast, ESPN Radio, MLB, playoff games, et cetera, et cetera. Well, she was at Yankee Stadium, and she called another reporter because they were both there to interview Aaron Judge at the same damn time. And instead of working it out, 
like professionals since you're doing your job that is your profession. They decided to act it out. At least Marley Rivera really did act it out. Not only in front of Aaron Judge as he's trying to sign those pregame autographs. You know, all the people with that early access, that VIP access, that paid that extra dollar to get that one-on-one time with Aaron Judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. All right. Yeah. I'm going to have a great one. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully I go three for three today. Yeah, you know that. So he's doing that. And literally... Marley Rivera and Yvonne Gate, Gate? Uh, Yvonne is trying to be the pleasant one in this situation. It seems like at least more pleasant than Marley. Marley's going in. Marley is saying, I got Aaron Judge. I am going to talk to him first. Everything else shuts down because of that. Now, that didn't go so well, right? So all of a sudden, now you got oil and water. They ain't mixing. They're not talking high level. And then... Marley calls her a fucking cunt on video. was like, you know, she, first of all, you got, I, if you call me a, a fucking cunt, I'm like, but you know, I ain't trying to get money out of you or get you fired. But uh, Yvonne's like, did somebody film that? Like, <laughs> I love that your pain is registered by evidence <laughs> instead of like, yo, you really feeling it. So she like getting the evidence, right? She, mm, she like, okay. So then she got that good. We ain't gonna worry about Marley anymore trying to get this interview because Marley gonna be gone. And she was right. Marley was gone. Now, you would think that, damn, that's enough to get somebody fired. I mean, you're a professional broadcaster. You talk about sports, but you got an image to uphold, and you out there calling somebody fucking cunt. But this wasn't an isolated incident. You already know. See, that's the thing about life. And I don't know how to take it, you know. I don't know what to do with the person that comes out after or the reports that comes out after. Because Marley's been working it forever, and all of a sudden, soon as this hits, Here's another report that she called another reporter a white bitch, <laughs> okay, and gave her the middle finger and called another Latino reporter a fake Hispanic, a fake Hispanic. God, dog, oh, Marley, let's just say I hope this ain't right. <laughs> I hope this ain't real, but we got one of them on film. So all of those added up to no more. And that's the crazy thing. Like a lot of times you don't see your boss. You don't see the head. You don't see the person that's in charge. So you think out of sight, out of mind. 
they usually have a record, a resume of your indiscretions. It happened to me with football teams. It's funny when you're getting released, all of a sudden those receipts come out, right? You do it in your personal life, damn it. When y'all break up, finally, here's the list. <laughs> like before I ate that, I ate that. I ain't trip on that one, but I had it tucked away, stored up here. Then when it's time to go, oh, you need some, you need some evidence? Oh, you need some momentum to get up out of here? Here you go. Here it is. So it's crazy. What was going on with Marley, though? And I met her a few times. Um, I, this didn't surprise me. And I don't know what to say about that, because when I read it, I was like, oh, yeah. You know why? Because I knew that she was protective. I thought protective. I didn't think she crossed the line. I thought she was protective. But really, she sounds territorial and insecure. Why? Come on. You're working with ESPN. You out there and you're right, you're right next to Aaron Judge, but also next to some kids. And you go there. Like, you got to get that interview so damn bad at that time that not only you going to make the star, the athlete, uncomfortable, you're going to make all these VIPs uncomfortable, and you're going to get so out of control that you're going to let that leave your mouth. You felt too comfortable doing that. Mmm, the mother reports sound a little true because you know how it goes. If you ever get caught stealing like I did when I was in high school, trust me, when they catch you, that ain't the first time. <laughs> so, Marley Rivera, ooh, that is a jacked up way to lose your damn living. Now, she hopefully rebounds and gets some help where everyone goes to rehab when they curse too much or they have too much sex or whatever they are. I hope she fixes herself and gets herself back on the sidelines and gets an opportunity. But damn, you imagine going home and the reason you lost that good ass gig, because she liked it, traveling and all that, being around the game and loving it, is because you said two words, fucking cunt. That is dumb. <laughs> all right. Y'all know Aaron Judge was mad at that whole time. Watch the video. <laughs> Aaron Judge was like, fuck is y'all doing like, like nobody here for y'all and y'all over here beefing and yelling and talking crazy and trash around these kids man give me my back nah i'ma chill all right y'all y'all know how we end every show with a wildism yeah putting off an easy thing makes it hard that's right putting off an easy thing makes it hard i tell my wife that all the time do 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 nah let me be real um Man, procrastination. Oh, that ain't gonna get you to the destination. Golly, if you, it's, I tell my kids, I look at them, I'm like, pick that up and then you can watch your iPad. They won't pick it up. I'm like, what the? You could have had it smooth. Daddy on his phone, you on your iPad, we got 20 minutes, let's do it. Be on map, Django, go get it. Instead, they looking at it like, I don't wanna pick it up. I don't feel like it. All right. Putting off an easy thing makes it hard. <laughs> and then daddy's going to get strict. But that's how the universe is, too. It's giving you step-by-step -step instructions to go towards your goals. The universe really will be like, oh, I want you to win. Because the universe is winning. The universe is still spinning. The universe is like, yo, I'm good. The sun's up. The moon's out. Let's, uh, this is life. I got these planets out here. They chilling in orbit. It's life. <laughs> the universe is winning. And they want us to win, too. Right. It wants us to win. But you got to pay attention. You got to be mindful and you got to do the easy things first. Like just build your momentum, build your ego, build your armor up. So then you can go tackle those tough tasks. Right. But first, you got to get started and putting off an easy thing 
makes it hard. I swear, if I could see it in like 4D or 5D, is there a such thing as 5D? There was a 5D. I swear the universe is like, do this, do this, do this. Don't quit. I'm about to hit you with this. You better duck. Oh, you didn't duck. Get up. You ain't going to get up. Oh, no, they're going to get you. Come on. Like, I swear it's just that simple, man. So make sure no matter what the goal is, no matter how long the journey, how far it is, make sure you get started, right? Because putting off an easy thing makes it hard. All right, y'all. That's going to do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Y'all want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcel Swiley. More to it is a production. Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcel Swiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Marcel Swiley, that dude. Thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks for all the love. Subscriptions, five-star ratings, reviews, membership program, MarcelSwiley.com, ProjectTransition.org. You guys are all in with me. That dude's dudes and that dude's divas. I am working this because it's funny. We got that new show coming where y'all going to be on the show. It's y'all show, members show. So what y'all want to do, let's do it. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it coming. There's more coming from more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.